It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Today is February 11th. It's a Thursday. It's a snow day where I am in New Jersey. We're finally getting snow here. And there's probably snow on the ground where my co-host Brian is. Brian, is there snow there? Uh, we actually have very little. Um, it was a balmy, I think, six below this morning and light dusting of snow coming down. It was just a great morning for having a little coffee hanging out in the office. Of course, the light dusting for you is probably like a foot and a half. And for us, we've got about, I don't know, five inches out there. And we're off from school, from work. Everybody stay home, locked down, don't go anywhere. You know the drill. So it gives me time to stay home prep for my 2021 season work on my car brian's working on his car to make his go 120 under i'm working on my car to make mine go 99.9.9999 under because i don't i don't want to trigger a review you know and come uh, on what fun is that well you know i I gotta think long term i'm gonna push these you know push these 305 chevys around a little bit i think they've been pushing themselves around See if I can get them guys hit. I'm moving on up to the east side. So how much snow do you actually have out there? What's that? How much snow do you how much snow do you actually have out there? Yeah, five about maybe six inches on the uh deck. I'm getting ready. Uh I'm taking my son out on our third annual boys snowmobile trip. So it's him and his best friend and his best friend's dad, and this will be the third year we've done it. He's so disappointed because there's not even enough snow here to snowmobile. Like there's maybe an inch in the ditch. So he's all jacked to go out and see some real snow. But I was surprised like south of us in Sioux City uh, by Ottawa, actually down there, there's a drag strip down there. Like the ditches are full. They probably got 14 to 20 inches on the ground. It was kind of insane. Oh, man. Now, while I'm in Jersey now in Pennsylvania, where my family lives, which is not one hour away, um they had about two feet last week we've got nothing this is the first that we're getting so like how cold is it there uh it's in the 20s i think right now high like 28 degrees or so so it got to like six here yesterday we've been in a pretty good cold stretch and i was literally outside in a sweatshirt and the sun was shining i'm like man it feels pretty nice out today it doesn't even feel that cold that's awful (laughs) six Yeah, I think you guys that's why the negatives there. Like we don't get once in a while. Maybe at the end of this month, we might hit some, you know, teens or even single digits, but rarely get like negative. I don't, I don't even know if that's ever happened around here. Uh, I saw it was like negative sixteen one night when I came home. Oh my goodness, it was actually pretty wild. I was coming home the other day, and it was like we kind of live in a, what they call the valley. So I'm driving, and it's like five below, and you drop through the valley, and it got to like one. I'm like, geez, I do live in the sweet spot. You know, it's nice and warm here in a valley. The valley. And then the craziest thing happens. This mallard duck is flying around <laughs> over the road. I'm like, where the hell is he sleeping? Like, there can't be any water anywhere. There's diesel pickups driving over all the ice, and everybody's out fishing. And here's this lone duck out just cruising around looking for some place to go. I think he's just as dumb as the rest of us for living here. <laughs> But well, everybody's hiding out in their shops and everybody's working on the cars. I think everybody's trying to get ready for the, the class racing revival. So that's pretty cool. Um, I know I ordered a bunch of parts the other day, so I can't wait for those to get here and get everything put back together. Each one adds 10 horsepower, like the catalog says. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know if JC Whitney has much for stalker stuff or not. <laughs> Rock auto, do your little dance, order your parts. <laughs> yeah. I see you got but your the- practice tree. Is that your port tree practice tree back there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been hitting that religiously. I have mine behind me. Actually, uh, for anybody that has the full size tree or this, the half size tree like I have, um, I spoke to Allison Smith. If it's too bright for you, like it was for me, um, black nylon material or uh light dimmers on amazon so much better now it looks like the real thing even when you're inside so just a little heads up yeah i don't know i've been i've been working on it you gotta i never it's everybody has the intentions to work on the practice tree and work on reaction time but i still think it's the cheapest way to go around get better on the tree so trying to work on that a little bit Went to the dyno last week. That was pretty fun. Got the motor freshened up and we found a few horsepower. So that'll be fun. Excellent. Ordered some new shocks and now we just have to rewire the car and waiting for Leo to get me my training back. And I think we might have a chance of making it to the race. Oh, well. What have you been working on? Great. I was working. I did go back to Pennsylvania this past week. I was working on the stalker, put New gauges in, trying to monitor a couple more things for consistency. Would like to find some aluminum struts for the uh, front of that car, but I can't seem to find any. I know Mike Manns told me that QA1 made one for about a week or so, and I don't think it worked out for them, so they took it off the market. Just trying to find some, you know, find a little horsepower. Going to try a few things with the fuel injection, but not a whole lot. And on the super stock car, just going to button it up and put it back to the you know, right where it left off in 2019. So I'm pretty excited to get out. What'll be your first race? Atco. We have an Atco, a national open uh, third week of April. And then we have a divisional division one race, fourth week, April at Atco. So park your stuff at the open race and leave it there for the week. I'm trying to run both cars, stock and super stock and get four grade points because nowadays as you know, you need about eight grade points to get in stock at a national event. Probably need about seven to get in super stock anywhere. So it's getting serious now. I think it, this it's pretty much going to be virtually impossible for me to get enough grade points to go to one of those, I think. Yeah, I wish they would. I don't know. I, I, I can't. I don't know what to like. I don't know how to come up with something good there. But for you to hit Brainerd, which is your closest national, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Um, I wish, I don't know, maybe they would give preference to a couple of the racers in that area. I don't know how to, I don't know. I think if you're a a system and pitch it, but maybe if you're a self-proclaimed celebrity with your own podcast, you should be able to get free entry. Like a, (laughs) we'll call it like a green card, you know, like the gold cards get in, maybe the green cards, like media. Is there a media entry? Yeah. In the races. I was just thinking of that, like a, a, uh, not like the green card, but like the, I don't know if there's like a bronze card or a uh, whatever card, but if you set a record, cause I'm trying to find ways to entice racers to set records, like points, maybe a card that guarantees you one free entry into a national event the following year. If you set a record somewhere, I mean, one time, like a max of one entry, um, just to get people to set records again, get, get something, get points. I want to get some uh, awards to those to those racers too through us somehow once we get once we get our uh 
sponsorship deals rolling. I'm going to head to Gainesville actually in a month. I have a couple uh, companies to talk to down there. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited to get out of this snow too. Not racing though. Wish I was, but just spectating and looking to meet some new people down there. What's the, what's your plans coming up? Uh, just working on the car. And like I said, I'm going to try to get, my goal is I'd like to get everything together so I can go. I think there's going to be a chance to test down in Kansas. So, but I'm rewiring and changing computer systems and kind of redoing the whole car. So it was time to do that. But I want to try to get down and test before St. Louis, I guess, is my biggest plan. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but it's a tough it's, one. Uh, St. Louis is uh, end of March, correct? Yep. April or uh, Easter weekend weekend i did it would be nice i even thought well if i can get it together the weekend before then just run to georgia and test down there at butner's race and then go into not like test and tune for 25 grand right that's yeah that's so tough because um especially where we live where you live there's just you, there's nowhere to te- what can you do run it in your driveway you know and and i think that's the biggest thing i'm hearing a lot of guys like there's a lot of guys that aren't signed up yet that want to go but they're waiting on motors and parts. I mean, it's just this whole whole deal is kind of crazy. Like I just ordered, actually, I just ordered my rear shocks yesterday from AFCO and it says they'll be here the 22nd. So, I mean, that's not terrible, but time's ticking. I mean, we don't have a lot of time left. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy how fast, you know, it seems like the at the end of the year last year, I was just kind of like, I'm ready for a break. You know, it'll be nice. And now it's like, holy crap, break's wow. over. It's time yeah. to go. That's, it always happens like that. October, you think, ah, oh, I got months to get things ready. And then all of a sudden, March is here and you have to get moving. And yeah. You're at the just... mercy of some of these engine builders or transmission, you know, builders or whoever you're waiting on. Yeah. I was just going through and putting all of our, you know, our association racing is huge here. And I was trying to go through the calendar and put all those races in. And it's like, man, the summer is filling up fast. Like, I uh, I didn't even put any of the NHRA stuff in the calendar yet. I mean, you can go about every weekend or every other weekend here. You know, at least those races are all going to happen. They're not going to cancel those unless Brainerd does something goofy. But, I mean, around here, it's kind of business as usual as far as COVID. So, I mean, Ruby will do a lot of racing here. And if it works out and I can go drive to hit one of those other races, great. But I'm definitely not counting on it. I mean, it's even like the guys in the West Coast, they're, they're in pretty tough shape if NHRA starts pulling the plug. You guys all have to move to South Dakota and you can come race here with us. And that's a shame too, because they have the weather. They could be testing. They can, uh, they have, they have the tools, but they don't have the governance. We should, we'll say. I did see Tucson's doing a test and tune or something on class racers. So, I mean, that's nice guys will be able to get out and start doing some stuff. And I think at the end of the day, we're all kind of in the same boat though. I mean, I've got some passes in my cart. It's all new to me anyway, so I don't know if it really is going to matter. I mean, at this point, I don't know enough about the car to know how it's going to run. So it's every day is testing. <laughs> ah, I hate that. Same with me. But one, I, I will say probably the best state to live in right now, definitely Florida, because you've got weather, you've got drag strips, you've got freedom down there. And we just had the season opener in Orlando, the Division Two uh, Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series. Winter warm-up, and actually at that race, um, they did get they did get rain. That they had to battle through, funny enough. But uh, there's some good racing down there. I saw that uh, Blake Hickman 
took the win in J stock automatic in his 83 Camaro. He beat Kevin Wells in the G stock automatic 72 Nova. And then a division one fella, Lincoln Moorhead from up here. He's actually from New York, super stock. I automatic 87 Camaro. The guy just, Oh, his car just does sick wheelies. It always has. Um, he took the win over Mark Nowicki in the factory GT, uh, H 98 Dodge Avenger. And by a really close race in the final, five thousandths margin of victory. I think it said it was about twelve inches. But uh and I wish I was down there last weekend. I could have used a couple sights and sounds of drag racing and wheelies. But then you wouldn't be watching it snow right now. I wouldn't be watching it snow. I did go on <laughs> NHRA TV. I don't know if anybody was aware, but it was absolutely free to watch that race. So I have it set up, you know, on the Roku. I watch on the big screen. All you needed was a username and password. You didn't have to be signed up for uh, a subscription just yet. I don't know if it's going to be like that all year where divisionals are free all year, but it was this race was free. I don't know if they're just trying to you know, get a, get a couple new viewers to watch, but it was cool. And Joe Costello was doing the announcing. He's, he's a great announcer. I love him and uh, Brian Loans. But Costello's he's a funny dude, and he actually has his own podcast. WHO radio so maybe we should have him on our show we need to be on his show but uh yeah uh, he was uh showing live video on youtube on his page too so i was i was hooked i was watching that all weekend always the first race of the year i just can't i just have to watch every minute because i just want to be there yeah it's uh it's definitely fun to get back into the swing of things and i mean now at least for what we're racing pretty much about every weekend now for a little bit so it'd be interesting to see how everything plays out the uh the weird race that was kind of interesting in florida yeah there was a very weird race in stock right first round yeah maybe somebody knows something that they could like share with us but <laughs> it was it it was mike bell and tim lowe and I believe Tim Lowe had like it was negative three seventy on the tree and went red and Mike Bell was four oh nine green on the tree. So mind you, I, I uh Mike Mike Bell's got a factory stock A car and Tim or factory stock double A car, so he's flying. He was dialed in at eight sixty and Tim Lowe, factory stock E, um dialed in at ten oh five. So uh, Tim Lowe went first, so he was way red. And then I, I guess that messed up Mike Bell, who was way green then. Just, <laughs> I, I had an instance at English Town back in like 20, I don't remember, 2010, 11, 12. One of those years were two rounds in a row. Both my opponents, it was like round two and round three. They were both 389 red. Weirdest thing that ever happened to me, both of them, 389 red coolest thing that ever i mean it was wonderful to get a free pass two rounds in a row but three eight nine red both of them no clue what happened maybe there was a electrical issue don't know but <laughs> just uh <laughs> well after i got the first one you're like wow that was that was crazy and then in the second one i was like oh my god maybe i'm destined to win this thing my uh my first round in stock was a heads up against corda and i think i was 420 red oh <laughs> or for something what do you think but, of uh, pro tree? That was more nerves than anything. Yeah, I, 
have no idea what happened. But I think mechanical, you know, there's, I went, I went 300 red this year when my brakes didn't hold, went to get on the two-step and away she goes. I know. I've seen how high you launch. I'm afraid, do you have like a dent in your firewall with the way you're holding that brake pedal? <laughs> uh, that's the old saying, you know, push the pedal and curl your toes, keep them out of the fan blades. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, that stuff can happen. It sucks. But what do you do? That's racing, right? Oh yeah. What a, Got Marion Stevenson. He had his uh, 15 Camaro honk in there. That was kind of cool to see. He did. He qualified number one in stock, B stock automatic, 15 Camaro. I think that was a flood car I've heard before. And so since it's not the uh, like a factory race car, you can run that in traditional B stock automatic. But he did qualify number one at 106.6 under the index. So he was flying. That's uh that that's good to see because I think he did that, you know I think he's got, I think he triggered that thing. So yeah, I was gonna hopefully. say we have to we have to find out if he went if he went a second under again at some point during eliminations. That would uh, that'd be nice. That's a probably if I was gonna build a car today, that's probably what I'd go. I think there's only four of those in the country, and that thing is still pretty. I mean, it got hit this year, but it's still pretty underfactored. Yeah, I think he's got room to run with that. Yeah, I mean, there I think. I should know this, but I think it was just factored actually the same as my LS1. I think it was at like 382, and those motors just make sick power. I mean, they're just out there putzing around and can run under. Yeah. Well, well, that's good. I 10, hope they he get went hit. 10, he went 10 4 in the first round, and his index is, I believe, 11 25. Yep. So he went. Yep, that's 1026 under. So he's getting triggered, that's for sure. So now it's up to him whether he's going to protect it from here on out. And you said there's only four racers in the country running that that we know yeah, of. Yeah, his combo is the same as I believe his is Corda, and I'm not sure the other two, but I think I think Al told me one time there's only four of those cars out there. So they're probably on a Zoom call right now trying to figure out how who's going <laughs> to go slow to lower the who's going to bomb it to lower down the average, but that uh they picked up some weight, but I mean, that car is still fast. Like it's, it's just a good combo. You know, we talk about all the time, like you complain about the combo, you complain about tech, but building a car that has a good index or a good, you know, a good index to start. It's worth a lot. Yeah. Car selection is huge in stock eliminator. And it's, I feel like most of us, most every, not everybody, but a lot of people, when they start, you don't know that you learn that as you go along. And then you say like, damn, why did I pick that car? You know, like, should have picked a car that had this and that, better rating, better aerodynamics, better, you know, e-shift. No, let's not go there. <laughs> well, I went through that here a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking about changing cars just to get something that, you know, a little better combo. And at the end of the day, like I was looking like, so a 2000 Corvette is rated at 350 horse. I'm rated at 382. I mean, they're a hundred pounds lighter in B than I am in A. Like, yeah, why crazy. wouldn't you try to do that? But right. you also have to be able to make the cars work better. And that's, I don't know. I think it's give and take, right? So yeah, the combo is better, but if the chassis or the suspension doesn't work as good, you're still replacing one demon for another. I mean, right. there's lots of little things out there and the guys that make them work are just playing out, spending time. I mean, they're just working on things. That's the fast guys. That seems to be the one thing that separates it. It's the guys that put in the time go fast. Oh yeah, you gotta gotta put in the time, time, effort, test. 
it takes it all. So I think that that GTO is another good combo that uh, newer body style GTO, whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah. Like the Oh four GTO. Yep. Um, Jimmy Hidalgo uh, junior, I believe has one. It, Jack Mattias used to have one. I don't know who runs it now. Yeah. Billy Gibbs has one now in Washington. I know that car's bad fast. I mean, all those guys are, that's a great combo, but yeah. the problem with those cars is they're just heavy. I mean, there, there's a lot of weight there and trying to get the really? suspension and everything. They look like is. Honda Accords. I, I never really <laughs> liked the way they looked, but they were. I always thought they were killer fast cars. I definitely would like to have one. Because, yeah, I think they're all running E or F, and they're, but they're heavy. I mean, I think they're like 3,400 pounds or something. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I have to look at one of the, what, what, what one of those things is rated at. I haven't a clue. There's a guy down here that has one with a stick in it. That'd be right up your alley. Yeah, it's usually a car like that. When there's bad fast cars, the stick combo is rated a lot, you know, a lot nicer than the auto rating. Hasn't been beat up as much. Like a Cobra yeah, Jet, think... like Charlie Downing. I mean, you're, that's night and day uh, rating as opposed to the automatic version of that car. I'm going to have to do that myself. I'm just going to have to learn how to drive and put a stick in my car and then it will be fast. It's not as hard as it looks anymore. Well, the hard part is maintaining it, tuning it, checking it, getting under it, but driving it nowadays with the technology, with the clutch setup, and everybody's got a G-force clutchless transmission now. I mean, you can shift that thing with your pinky finger. It's really not, not so yeah, it's bad. Kinda, it's kind of nice you stick guys being able to cheat with aftermarket transmissions. Well, we do have to shift them. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Moorhead and Brandon Bakey's in Florida, round two? Killer run. Moorhead throws up a six-pack, 006 dead on zero against Brandon Bakey's. That's where you get your time slip, and you just say, what the bleep, on your way back. That just goes to show the level of competition on this thing. Like, guys, you have to be good. Like, there's just no room for error. I mean, if you win on a bad light, it's just you got lucky, which... There's a lot to that too, but yeah. Moorhead's no joke. He's good. Uh, that was his 17th divisional win. I don't know how many national events he has, but he's been good since I was young. He's not even that old. He's, he, I had to guess he's about 40, let's say he's about 45 years old, but he was racing in like 1990. He, he's been racing super stock, I think, since he was like literally 16 years old or something. So he's got a lot of runs under his belt. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to play the game at the finish line. He's killer on the starting line. Like that's just a guy you don't want to race against, but it is cool when you get a head start against him. If you get a nice head start against him and you can just watch him leave in your rear view mirror and get a, it looks, he like, it looks like it's a big mouth coming to eat you. Like it's, he just goes up that high <laughs> him, Mike Iacono. Oh my God. Those cars the way they the way they leave and the way they land, I had Kono's car especially. My goodness, that car goes up so high, it looks like it's going to go over backwards, and then the way it lands, it looks like it's somebody's letting it down with like a, a jack. You know, it's just smooth, no bounce. It's amazing. Experienced that against Mans last year in Brainerd. They, uh, what he was dialed like eight sixty something. I was ten eighty. So you know, I'm way up there looking like, oh, here he comes. Like, oh, it's like Pac Man coming <laughs> to get you. It's just like. Woo. Once the tires hit the ground, you're just like, oh, crap, here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. 
So I was you for a day, you know, two, three seconds oh, yeah. slower than the guy I'm racing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> In both categories. That's what makes it fun though. And well, 1050 or 1040 or whatever used to be like, all right, I'll get chased by a nine second super stalker. But now, man, with all these factory cars that are going eights and some can even go in the sevens, it's that's crazy. It's getting fast in the modified cars. I remember my first national event uh, at Reading in 2009, the Keystone Nationals. I had a first round, I had to run a B modified car. And man, he came around me a million miles an hour. Then second round, I had to run an A modified car. Who was like the he was like the quickest car in Division One. He was dialed eight fifty, and back then I was dialed like eleven forty. And again, man, he came around me. I must, almost blew me off the track. I was like, my goodness. Welcome to Superstock. <laughs> you know, since it's maybe we should go to Georgia and watch that race maybe we could do a live we should do our next podcast from there i'll bet it'll be a lot warmer there than it is where we live i know i would like to have you so been to that track? dates here I, I forget these dates do you have them off the, off the uh, top of your head well georgia race february 18th and 20th south georgia motor Sports park the d2 there and then uh february 26th 28th you got no problem in bell rose and then fourth and six you got gainesville so baby gators and then starts the big money madness. Because isn't it the following weekend then is uh, there's that other race there? Well, isn't here's there? the thing. Now that I do have my schedule up in front of me, we have a Division 7 race at Las Vegas, March 19th to the 21st. We, I, don't, I guess we don't know if that race is going on yet. So that same weekend is the Southern Sportsman Showdown, the big $60,000 uh, uh, race in Georgia that – Bo Butner, uh, Dave Connolly, and Jason Lyon are, are putting on. So will the racers that can't hit the Vegas race, if it's canceled, will they travel to Georgia? I guess we'll find out. We should put a bet. I'd put $50. Vegas won't happen. I didn't know Vegas was in like that. Well, why wouldn't Vegas happen? Vegas was racing at the end of the year. So yeah, I've heard that they're uh, restricting all the – they're kind of tightening up casinos, like 25% capacity. I just – um, they used to always do a big race there called Mopars versus the World March, and I'm heard on my brother has went down and won that a couple times, and he heard that they're not going to do it, like they're kind of throwing the brakes on that. So I don't know. No, I, I guess hope the it big happens, question but... is, yeah, will they reschedule or will they just cancel? I'm just looking here because there's that race. There's a race down in Florida before. That weekend before, right? Uh, well, the weekend before that is is the Gator Nationals in Florida. So that's that'll be the first national event of the season because of all Pomona was canceled, Arizona Phoenix race was canceled. So Gator Nationals opens up the season for the pros for the Camping World Series. The weekend before that is has been for years now the 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 uh, Gainesville, the division two race, the baby Gators, they call it. And what they've done here is since they only take 60 cars in stock and super stock at the Gators, they stopped running class there and they run class at the baby Gators the week before. So more people, more uh, competitors can shoot for the class trophy, which is cool because you do want to see more people race for that. I just want to see more people 
get rewarded for that. That's my goal here. And would like to have more spectators surrounding those runs because the more spectators, the more eyes there are on us, the better chances all of us get to, you know, find sponsors and maybe NHRA puts us in better slots on the schedule. It just, it starts with spectators. We've got to have people watching us. I can't, you know, I can't stress it enough. I know I talk about it all the time. It's not because, you know, we want to be famous here, but it, it helps find sponsorship, get more contingency money, get more manufacturers midway. They only want to put money into places where they know eyeballs are going to be seeing the cars. You just like to feel pretty, Bobby. Yeah, I always feel pretty. So I was late today. I was I was in the makeup chair. Can't you tell? <laughs> I'd race if there wasn't even anybody in the other lane. I don't know. It's well, obviously, I, I love buy runs. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. But yeah, I don't know. My my prediction is is uh, the Vegas race, March nineteenth and twenty first, is going to be canceled, and. I'll bet there's three or four people that head to Georgia from there that are just going to say that one's going to get killed. They're going to go to Butner's and then they're going to come up to the class racing revival. That's what I think is going to happen. But why well, I hope if they, if, if people go to one, they just go to the other support, both of them. They're both trying to do us, you know, a big favor. They're both trying to, I guess, make a statement, give NHRA a little competition and it would be nice to support them. Um, if you're going, if you're going to be in that area with a race car, I'm not going to be in that area with a race car. So why I'm not? Just haul it down it there. Maybe somebody has a car we'll there they want you to drive. Oh man, I would definitely yeah, if somebody wanted me to drive, or if somebody wants to let me stay in their motorhome at the Gator Nationals. By the way, I'm uh, open to that. I wash dishes. I'll check your tires. I'm a good, I'm a good crew guy. I cook hot dogs. So. I'm trying to see. Did you see the entry list out for uh, Class Racer Revival? I checked it uh, when it first came out. So that was probably about two weeks ago. I haven't checked it lately. Any new uh, updates? I'm not sure if it's been updated or not. I'm looking right now. The uh, South Dakota's kind of representing. I think we've got seven from our state going over there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and there's actually, I probably could think of five other guys that'll go if their stuff's ready. So it's definitely starting to pick up. But Stevenson's there. I see he's got a couple entered in super stock. The Spears are going. They're always tough. The uh, I don't know. I still think there should be a Calcutta on that. Jeff Taylor is going to be there. There's already a 25 grand whatever how many grand payout you want a calcutta on top of that why not they're already paying a thousand dollar entry fee who's gonna yeah let's see stevenson spear a lot of these people are probably really good racers i just don't know anyone um well stevenson we know him uh yeah. he's good he's got killer cars and he's a good driver he's been around uh spears brett spears is that he said yep yeah he's good I see uh, to everybody you Tony find Mandela. About this is going to be good. Tony Mandela's Mandela. got a couple cars registered. Oh, he's another killer and suspension whiz. I forget the cottons. They're no joke. Oh, my goodness. You know what we didn't get into? I meant to talk to the cottons. I had Justin 
Pasillo driving my car. He was the D1 champ in 2015. Uh, and I think he was like the champ two years in a row, 15 and 16 maybe. And I had him driving my stalker at a divisional Maple Grove and the Cottons made the trip and we had to race them. And uh, we, we, we had to race uh, Mike and we beat him. And the guy at the bottom of the track at Maple Grove is like a friend of mine, kind of. So he was fist pumping. I think he thought I was in the car. <laughs> so he was fist pumping Justin when he came off the turn. And Mike Cotton, I think, said, oh, who, look at this guy fist pumping my opponent. I think he gave him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Forgot to bring you're, that up. Uh, you're right there next to him fist pumping like, yeah, go, Mike. Oh, my yeah, guy. I was excited. Oh, we beat it. We beat a, I could happily say that my car, I can't say I did. I said my car beat a touring pro, beat Mike Cotton. That's, that's a big deal. That is. What, uh, I, st- I don't know. It's, I still think you need to come to the St. Louis race and you're going to be my pit crew. Then if you're the lucky guy, just bring your car. I'll drive it. So that way we win. You won't fit in my car. You'll be eating <laughs> a steering wheel. What are you saying? I'm fat. <laughs> Easy now. Your, toe, your toes will be hitting the fan. <laughs> yeah. Those Camaros Austin aren't Smith necessary. and Anthony Fetch can fit in my car. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, man, it's gonna be here before we know it. We're what? How far away is that? That's probably fifty-ish days. Not very far away. Yeah, if that. That's uh, that's gonna be awesome. Like I said, it's. More racing, more drama, more things to talk about, right? Yeah, I can't wait. It's just, you know, every year you can't wait for racing to start. But after 2020, oh, my God. Like, come on. I can't wait to get out there. I'm so excited to go down to Gainesville and actually, you know, get out of this weather, get out of this state, and go down there and enjoy a couple days. No, it'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. I also forgot, like I was going to mention earlier, that Mark Nowicki, he qualified number one in Superstock. He went 98.8 under in his uh, factory GTH car. He almost parlayed that into a victory. He runnered up. So good for him, dude. Qualifies number one and almost wins the event. I remember, uh, what was it, Kip Martin telling me, I think it was like 1985 Winter Nationals. He qualified number one, won class, and then won the event. Got the trifecta. Wonder if that's ever been like done since. Are you gonna do that with all the work you're doing to your car? I would like to. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look at this race. It's we did have a tr- we did have a first or worst red light moment in stock first round matt rover and his b stock automatic uh what's he have a camaro i believe or firebird don't remember casey miles though he's got a e-stick uh i think it's a six what's he have a 67 camaro and casey miles left first he was 28 red and matt rover left second 70 red true start moment uh huh, yuck. <laughs> so, uh, 
How about the new rule that there's no overstaging? You followed yeah. that at all? Overstaging? I have no clue what you're talking about. Deep staging. Oh, deep staging. Well, that's not that new. How old is that rule now? 15 Well, years? I just... Didn't they just release something, though? Or could you deep stage previously or not? You could. Uh, a Division One killer, uh, Bob Mullaney, I believe he won stock world championship in like a O stock automatic or maybe even slower PQ um, wagon. And he was deep staging. So it was, I saw an NHRA thing and then I saw in class racer, Larry Hill had a thing about um, that the pile and it's, it said the NHRA changed the policy, but I thought it was always the rule, but I was way off. Matt Rover was running a, uh, a 71 Dodge. So not, I don't know who I was thinking. I was thinking of this green Camaro from the West coast. I don't know why. So forgive me. What does Casey miles have though? I swear that was a 67 Camaro. He has with a stick shift. Nope. It's 69 Camaro. So it's something about they Casey that. Philip miles. He's, he's got his middle name in parentheses on, on drag race central Casey in parentheses, Philip miles from Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, that must be nice. What do you have right, on the deep staging? Let's see. I always I never thought you could deep stage. That's why it kind of threw me off when I saw that. But it's on a press release from NHRA, and I'm trying to find it here. Because before, if you went through, they would back you out and back both cars out and restart, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's what they do now. I think if you do it now, you're done. Is the way I understood it. Really? No, I didn't yeah. hear that. I saw it happen um, at the Orlando race where somebody lit up two bulbs. They make him back up. So they didn't disqualify him. But courtesy staging is what is what that's called. Courtesy staging is always in effect for stock and super stock. I do love that rule. Because when I was bracket racing, I, I just never liked when I was like coming out of my burnout and the other guys already like staged up or deep staged. You just feel like... You got to hurry up and get in now. Uh, let's see. Where do I find that? Miniature racer. But yeah, I think they changed that now. So if you hit both bulbs, they won't back you up. You're just, it's, you're disqualified. Which I don't deep stage. So I've accidentally did that. I had that at which I went to matter because it was at one of our association races. Is I wasn't trying. If, well, here's what happens. If you, Let's say you go in and you light up one bulb and then you go up and light up the second one before your opponent lights up anything. If you go in and light up two bulbs, they should back you out. If you go up and light up three, let's say you go in and deep stage, I think they would still back you out. If your opponent has one bulb lit though and you do any if you do a deep stage from there, I think you're going to be disqualified. I don't think there's, there's not going to be any backing up, but the, the rule as stated now, I see policy update over staging. Yep. If a driver rider should overstage, which means to drive forward through the stage beam in the process of staging. So through the stage beam, meaning like you 
cross through like a burnout or, you know, you go completely past all the beams. That's the way I read that in any category, you're not allowed to stage a second time. You're disqualified. And yeah. You, be, you beat me to it again. You're obviously the pro because you can find that stuff really fast. And I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. So that to me, that's not deep staging that the way I read that overstaging means you went through everything and all the bulbs were out. Deep staging, yeah. just the pre-stage, you know, your pre-stage bulb is out, but you're still in this stage beam. So that they would back you up if your opponent hasn't lit any bulbs. If your opponent lit one and you deep stage, I believe you're disqualified. And that's, I've saw that a couple times last year. So um, I believe it, it was at Cedar Falls, they had a stock combo race there. And I don't know exactly what happened. The guy went in and the light turned red. So there must be something with the timers and how you go in there. I had a I had a race at Thunder Valley, I believe it was, where I went in and accidentally lit up the, what is I went in on the top bulb, went out, and the bottom bulb was lit. So I had to quick put it in reverse, back up, trip the other yeah. one on, and then go back to drive. That's tough. That's, that'd be tough to do with a stick shift. I know that. You, uh, as a new driver, it was like, oh, crap. Quick turn, reverse, back up, get it in gear, reset the shifter, and all of a sudden the lights are turning in. I've like stalled how. on the starting line a couple of times. That was, that was a little crazy. Got it started, got it fired back up right before the lights started coming down and actually got off the line. Don't think I won either of those races, though. Yeah, so it's just trying to think. I've been looking through the NHRA stuff, and they got some job openings, I guess, if – you're looking for some complaint department, maybe. <laughs> no, it's the network operator. You'd be great at that, Bobby. Network operator. Let's see. Rule book amendments. Blah, blah, blah. I could operate a network. I have no idea what that means, but, you know, help desk. I'm not very helpful. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'd be, I'd be complaining just... right there with you. What really? <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm gonna talk to Mr. Cromwell right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm just glad we're gonna be back into the racing. I uh, there's some cool stuff happening. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of drama going so we can have some more good things to talk about. The uh, it's just fun to touch base and give these winners a little recognition and the number one caller qualifiers a little recognition and but if anybody else has any good drama or news on the streets we're we're looking for things to bring on the show and talk about definitely and we have some good guests lined up also um for some more insight so that'll be exciting too and I love guests. We always learn something great when we have a you know guest on. I've, I've Allison Smith's got me practicing better than I've ever practiced before. Justin Lamb's got me, you know, thinking, uh, approaching things differently. Not to mention monitoring. You know, <laughs> putting a hundred different gauges in my car now to monitor every every single temperature of every single thing that I. I just feel like with a slow car, you have to be. Like you have to be perfect. You have to monitor everything. It's not, it's not as forgiving. Like every little thing changes it. I want to be like Jody Lang. Jody, come and coach me. Move to the East coast. Will you? <laughs> uh, yeah. I want that'd be nice, but it just comes down to, I mean, the biggest thing that I got this winter from 
our guest so far is just lamb like how does he hit the practice tree religiously every hour on the hour like that while he's at work like it's not a mistake that those guys are that good like they're putting must in keep time. the blinds closed that worked <laughs> must look annoyed just keep looking annoyed looks like you're busy yeah but no i don't know like i said it was just uh it was nice we wanted to hop on and just fill guys in from the race and like i said there's we'll have more news and more drama here i just can't wait until we get i want to be able to not get through an episode without talking about everything that happened in the week like i'm really looking forward to that like the guests are fun but it's it's gonna be race season pretty soon and we'll have all kinds of stuff to hammer each other over not to mention we are going to have um shirts apparel hats mugs so anybody that's interested i've been getting a lot of messages facebook messages and text messages about yep fresh off the press we got our crt stickers working on that for you guys working on our website classracingtoday.com because if you go on that website now it takes you to our facebook page which is basically our main hub at the moment but working on a website um sponsors talking to sponsors if anybody's interested in sponsoring if you want to get your name out here we're averaging about five thousand views per episode Sometimes more, sometimes uh, way more. So you can take a look at our past episodes. We can wear your apparel, hang your apparel, uh, hang your banner. You want to be on our social media posts. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have the website that's coming. We have YouTube. So lots of different ways that you can get your name out there. Just hit us up at Class Racing Today at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message, however you want. Brian, got anything to add? Oh, don't forget to go to YouTube and like and subscribe and push that. Like I said, we're always Smash open it. to feedback. We're open to, to feedback too, you know, as uh, I'm new to it. You know, if I misquoted somebody or said, you know, the wrong combo, feel free to jump on Facebook and, you know, set us straight. We like the feedback. We like to hear it and it helps everybody grow. Like I'm surprised I get a lot of feedback from, there's a lot of people I'm actually more experienced than them. Like first year coming into stock. So it's fun to see there's young people and yeah, sometimes it, it might be a little plain for the, the, uh, diehard guy that's been doing it for six years, the tech guy, you know, that wants to know every little detail, but yet feel free to share everything. Like there's a lot of young people that are really starting to come out and look for advice and they're getting a lot out of the show and that's the thing that grow the sport is let's all work together as a community and help the young people and the old people and just bring it together as a family and that's what's going to keep the sport going that's right that's our main goal here is to get new new people into the sport so we will try to cover all the bases we will have techie guests on we will have you know good driving uh strategy guests on we we try to cover everything i have young guests on that can maybe get us a little more hip to uh technology and how to bring younger younger racers in so we, we will try to do it all on here so stay tuned remember youtube uh apple podcasts uh smash the like button subscribe button and hit us up classracingtoday at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments Thanks for joining us Thursday, February 11th. Everybody, have a good week. See you at the next race.